Well, from cricket to football, and we saw the Adelaide Crows put on an unbelievable performance. All for tyre power, winter safety sale now on 25% off equivalent with four for three on selected Falcon tyres. Tyre power, get your free five-minute safety check. Mark Bickley was at the ground, does a wonderful job. Special comments for SEN. Adelaide Premiership player, two-time captain and all, all that. But Bix was not happy, Blondie. Not often does Bix go off, but he went off when we saw the collision between oh, Aaliyah yeah. Aaliyah and Lockie Jones is one of the biggest clashes we've seen. And when Aaliyah came on five minutes later, we looked at each other in absolute disbelief. Bix, how are you? Yeah, I'm well, David. Malcolm, how are you? Yeah, we're going well. Um, incredible, wasn't it? The scenes that unfolded, we almost heard the heads clash from the we're five stories up. Uh, it was a it was a big collision. Um, they both looked to be out momentarily. Certainly, Lockie Jones filled his arm out, and and it looked like Ali was out for the night. But when he came back on, look on your face was incredible. Well, I just I was bewildered because, um, and, and I think a little bit of of it was because, and this is uh, I think I was coaching probably 2014 was my last year as an assistant coach at Adelaide, so that's nine years ago. Now I remember sitting through the concussion protocol then. And what they talked about, they talked about if you go into what's called the fencing position, which is when your arms go out mm. straight and tense, which was what Lockie Jones was, um, then that's that's a sign of your, your brain's in some sort of spasm, I think they described it. And, and that's it. You're instantly out of the game. So I saw that. And then the other thing they talk about during this presentation we had, once again, this is nine years ago, we knew about half as much about concussion as we do now. They said, if you are knocked out or you, you appear to be knocked out like which is and they, they go through the symptoms which is um you know not protecting yourself when you fall you know looking like your limbs are all floppy as you fall to the yeah. ground and they, they describe all of them it was almost a carbon copy of what we saw when we looked at that Aaliyah in the replay and and so i the minute literally the minute we saw that i just said to myself these guys couldn't possibly take any more part in the game. So that's why I was surprised and, and mainly from just a, a welfare position because knowing what we know now and, and, and you know, the, some of the repercussions that, that uh, we have a bit more knowledge on, it just seems to me there's so much work being done by the AFL to protect the head that this would have uh, been almost one of those ones where, you know, you would there wouldn't be too much sort of debate about it. I just thought it would have been one of those ones that was pretty cut and dry. Mark, I, I, look, I couldn't agree more, hundred percent more. I, I I don't know where this is going to go. This this is not a great decision, and it is is a club doctor if we can read it all. The Port Adelaide club doctor, which is fine. I mean, I guess no one's ever perfect, but I also went through that protocol when I was with the Gold Coast Suns. Exactly that. That was the classic. The two of them were classical concussion head hits, no question at all, no question at all. And one of the things that happened was that the doctor on the bench would look at a replay just to make yep. sure exact the exact movements that you were talking about, how it happened, so that soon as one of the players went through those, the two that you've just described beautifully, out. Sorry, son, you're out. So hmm. I just can't imagine how that didn't happen this time. Leah said he was okay. The doc thought yeah, he looked but, uh, okay, mate, but that's wrong. Pa- that's wrong, I, though. I had 15. I said I was all right 12 times, apparently. Yeah. I didn't even know I'd said it. Yeah. 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 And then, look, the other thing as well, and we're very – oh, I certainly was. <laughs> like, I didn't think – I thought this one was pretty cut and dry, but when Elia came back on, I was quite 
shocked as you would have heard if you heard the well but everyone was all the three of us in the commentary box but you then instantly i thought to myself let's be a little bit mindful here because the doctor has a lot more training than us and and clearly is across the protocols maybe there was some sort of freak of nature something that we didn't know about so so i'm always a little bit hesitant to ever question people sort of in the, the medical field when i have sort of no real experience but you know i think over the weekend what we've been able to ascertain I, I heard a um a neuroscientist who's a professor and he basically said i you know he explained the the symptoms that we all saw and he basically said i wouldn't have tested those guys with the the scat test i wouldn't have even put them through that test he said i would have made the decision after looking at the video within three seconds i would yes, have said yeah. they both have they both have to enter the concussion protocol there is no point in testing them because they were so clear cut so so that is from a professor of neuroscience which you know you'd assume he's got a reasonable handle of what's going on so that's where the, i think there's a couple of things that i take out of this um one is the the discussion we're having so let's forget the, the you know the doctor at port adelaide let's forget you know if it's a human error or not what happens is instantly what we are sort of now starting to think, you know, questioning, was it because he was a defender and, you know, this state of the game and, and there was two Port Adelaide players and, you know, I'm sure Aliyah would have been saying, no, I'm fine, put me back on. This is where I think you just have to. The AFL now has to have an independent doctor at every game. An yeah. independent doctor, exactly what you said, Malcolm, watches the video and says, no, that's it. That those two players aren't taking any further part in the game because of the concussion protocols. It takes it totally out of the hands of, of club uh, people and, and nobody can then question the motives of the coach or the, or the, or the players or the, the club doctors because you have an independent person who's, who's actually making those decisions. And I think out of what happened on the weekend, I reckon the time's right. It happens that... NRL level, they have a, yeah. they call them a scout, and they watch all the vision. And if they see an incident where they think a player might have knocked his head, they they demand that, that player comes off and does a test. Or if they see something where it's quite obvious, like the weekend, they rule them straight out. So I think that's where we mm. should be heading. Pix, I thought it was Adelaide's best four quarter performance. It happened in the in the opening minute. We saw Crouch lay that big tackle, and I think Laird also. One was Wines. They they pinned down and. And Port looked to be just a step behind the pace. So what do you make of that? As, as good as Adelaide were, are there some alarm bells ringing for Port Adelaide? Yeah, no doubt. And it just comes down to, like, throughout a year, teams will fluctuate in form and they'll, they'll be up and down. And I think that's been one of the real uh, pluses for Port Adelaide. Their form has fluctuated, but they've still found a way to win. And I guess it's a little bit about... The last couple of weeks or the last three weeks, their form's fluctuated and they've gone down a little bit. But they've played three pretty good sides at the moment where, you know, Carlton were in really good form and they're, they're on a roll of six or so in a row, six or seven in a row. We know that Collingwood are a good side and they met Adelaide uh, when Adelaide performed pretty well. And you know, Adelaide's form against the top four sides is pretty good. They've beaten yeah. Port twice, come up short against Collingwood by a couple of points twice, beaten Brisbane and, and got rolled by Melbourne by a kick. So... Adelaide's form when they can produce it consistently is very good. And I think that's what happened on the weekend. And Malcolm, um, your sort of sage advice to Adelaide, which was continue to play Matt Crouch and get him around the ball, that was very good. He was outstanding again on the weekend, 13 clearances, uh, used his legs, as you pointed out last yeah. week, and 
10 score involvement. So he looks like he's got a new lease of life, which is which is great for him and, and looks like it's good for Adelaide. But the other, the big one for me that I took out of the whole game was Scott Lysette right now is Port Adelaide's most important player. When he's up and about, they look great. On the weekend, they just look like they were behind the eight ball, particularly at stoppage around the ground. They were comprehensively beaten. When he played against Carlton, and he looked like he was not quite 100% fit. De Koning jumped all over him and... Uh, and he battled, and then against Collingwood, he was subbed out just after three-quarter time, and that's when Collingwood sort of got a bit of a roll on. So they need to get him up and going, because in the absence of Scott, unfortunately, they've got a, a young fella by the name of Vicentini who's played two games, and you know he's just very early on in his journey, and it's you know he's finding out what it's all about. Hayes is injured. Finlayson, I don't think, is a, is a real option other than just pinch-hitting every now and then. So uh, And Dixon... He's probably the next best, but you just wonder about that big knee bandage he's got and whether yeah. he can physically do it. So that's a, that's a glaring hole for mine in Port Adelaide's armoury. Yeah, and one of the things is there's some criticism of Ruckman, you know, and that means I don't reckon a lot of those people understand it. If you've got a man in there that really competes and makes a pathway and gets his hand occasionally and gives you a freebie occasionally, you don't have to get 20 down your throat, but I just mm. reckon that's exactly right. And you start moving, Mark. You played a lot in the midfield. You know if your big fella's going to get a hand on it roughly, you can actually take a half a step before the opposition because you know that your fella's not going to get beat. And, and what we pointed out as well during the call is I reckon Adelaide got about three or four holding free kicks at stoppage because the Port Adelaide players knew they weren't going to win the tap and Correct. the player, Adelaide player bolted and they thought, oh dear, I've got a stop him here because he's going to get one on the go and, and race away. And, and it just makes you jumping and reactionary. And I just, just sort of thought it happened to, to put on the weekend. Perfect summation. Now, yeah. Keane and Nankervis. Wow. Where have these been hiding? I mean, they look really, <laughs> really competent. Well, they've, they've contributed unbelievably. Irish eyes are Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, it's interesting with Keane because I, I thought his first two or three touches, he looked a bit wobbly and I thought... I was a little bit surprised they started him on Dixon, to be honest. And then that second quarter, I reckon he outmarked Charlie Dixon three or four times, and it was like, wow, that's pretty handy. One thing I, I, I do know about some of the Irish blokes, they're really powerful. And speaking to the recruiters at Adelaide, they just said, he's got great movement and he's got great power and he, he'll run. And, and you know, he's he looks he's really solid through the hips and thighs. I, I like the look of that cut. That looks familiar. And uh, but he's a good size too. He's one ninety four, one ninety five centimetres. So he was really powerful. And the longer the game went, the sort of the better he got. I thought late Dixon took probably three marks, uh, contested marks, and, and fought back a little bit. But I think the fact he's played six games with Collingwood, one game with Adelaide, for he's now the most experienced key defender at Adelaide with seven yeah, games. That's, that's right. So he's yeah. actually going to have to stand up with Butts and Murray and Duday all out. So. Um, uh, it was, in the end, it looks like a, a very clever uh, recruiting move because it was last minute once uh, once the, the young fellow Mackesee decided that his future was back in Melbourne. They were able to, to pull the trigger on on uh, Keane as a rookie-listed player. He comes over and, and now it looks like he's going to play an important role uh, in, in the first year that he's over here and he, he signed a contract extension. So shrewd uh, spotting from Adelaide. You look at this, Murray... Rookie-listed player, but yep. rookie-listed player. Now Keane, that's that's a pretty good strike rate. So well done to Adelaide. I'm just I, Mark. I can't remember the story. How come he got away from Collingwood? I, I was he went to, back to uh, Ireland. Ireland. That's right. Yeah, and had a year yeah, off. That's right. Then yeah. came back and tried to. Yeah. Do yeah. Well, now, Matt, 
When he went back there, ahead. by the way, he won the, uh, the the national hurling championship for the, the premier team over there. So <laughs> he's pretty versatile. Hurling, football, uh, you name it. If you haven't ever seen a game of hurling, I've watched a couple of games when I played Irish football over there. It is the maddest game. Yeah. You reckon You reckon Australian rules is mad? Ever, ever get hold of hurling, look it on YouTube somewhere, it is the most dangerous game I've ever seen. And that's probably where he's got his good balance and agility yeah. too when he plays the game. Hey, Bix, um, Lance Franklin has announced his retirement and I've been leading the campaign, I think, for seven years. The best player I've seen in the last 30 or 40 years for different reasons. And, you know, you got Wayne Carey's and all these other types, but... What a career he's had. When I say best, he's probably the most dynamic and exciting. You've seen him a lot close up. Mm. We're lucky enough to call his games when he, you know, a couple of times a year. But where do you rank the big Lance? Yeah, look, he, he, like I said, at his top, he was, like you said, dynamic is a great word because I can remember uh, coaching against him and when he was at full, full swing at Hawthorne. And one of the things we would always debate, you know, like he'd run up the ground. We used to play, say, a Nathan Bock or someone on, on him. He physically, he could match him, and he'd get right up the ground. And we'd always say to, to the defenders, just be careful when he gets up the ground because what he'll do, he'll lose you in traffic. And then he just takes off and runs back towards goal, and, and it's game over. You just couldn't catch him. You know, he was just such a, a physical athlete. And I've heard people talk about him being uh, top five of the speed, you know, for the group of players he came through, top five for endurance, top five for power in terms of, uh, you know, all the, the weight stuff. He was just, uh, you know, he had that the, the sort of full bottle of physical attributes. And then, of course, he just had the X factor, you know, the kick, the, the ability to mark. Probably, when you think about it, he, he, I don't think he rivals Wayne Carey in the marking department, but he certainly had Carey in terms of that that speed and, and get the up ground ball, and I think. Yep. Yeah, all those other things. So, look, I, I think it's unfair to, con- to compare. They're, they're all superstars, but he's been as you said, one of the absolute greats. So uh, it's, it's a sad day, but in some ways, uh, I, you know, it's sad that he got injured and you don't get a chance to sort of farewell him. But when, when they were talking about him playing on one more year, I was sort of I wasn't quite sure, if, you know, from what I've seen this year. So I think all, all things in balance, I think he's made a really good choice. You'll get a send-off grand final day. They'll do a lap of honour there. Hey, Bix, Great as always. Enjoyed the game with you on the weekend. And, uh, well, this week, they can say go Crows. Yeah, well, always love chatting with you, blokes. Thanks. Uh, Mark Bickley there.